episode 27. We are live in San Francisco with some somber news to get us started. The 49ers lost another Super Bowl. How did that happen? Yeah. Why? And, and like this, like we true and well lost this Super Bowl. Like it was our Super Bowl to win before the game. It was our Super Bowl to win during the game. And we lost the Super Bowl. That's not what I wanted to hear in this episode. Um, if, I was really hoping we could, episode 27 could be about winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, we were close. We were close. We almost had a Super Bowl suck fest. We had a suck fest before the Super Bowl um, in our last episode. So if you're coming straight off of that episode, you're probably uh, you're wondering how. Because everything we were saying in the last episode was about how the Niners are going to fucking stomp on the Chiefs. And I really felt like that was the case. Well, and like, low-key though, like... Everything we kind of said turned out to be right. Like the I think Niners, you were right, yeah. Like the Niners played better in pretty much every aspect of the game, but they found a way, you know, a combination of them finding a way to choke it and Patrick Mahomes finding a way to Patrick Mahomes it, which is kind of what's been happening for the last couple of years. Yeah. It happened again. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say that the Niners are better because we lost. You know, it's, it's like at the end of the day, the team that is the best. NFL team is the team that's best at winning Super Bowls, yeah. and the team that won the Super Bowl is not the 49ers. So yeah. um, that's what I have to say about that. But like, we, outside I, of the big mistakes that we're going to go over, the team is a great team. It's, yeah. a, it's an amazing and team. I, I low-key feel like they played better football in, in the 60-plus yeah. minutes that that game was. But, I mean, just because we're not going to give credit to the Chiefs throughout the rest of the episode, I want to start off by giving credit to the Chiefs. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Uh, for winning another Super Bowl. Everyone is sad at home. No one's happy. Taylor Swift wins. She's worth a billion dollars. She's tall, attractive, white, blonde, and she just keeps winning. I, like, I, like, what is positive? Uh, sorry. I, 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 all respect to the Chiefs. Like, just congratulations <laughs> and all that. But, like, what Patrick good, Mahomes... What good comes out of them winning? Like, Patrick like, Mahomes... How can you root for the Chiefs? No one. Like, unless you're from Kansas City. Like, this I respect is, this is if you're bad. From. This is bad for football. I'm really sad. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Really. We're, we're it sad. just hurts a lot. It does. It, it really hurts. It feels like... like um, this, this team had... You know, it's like we said it last episode. This team has everything to win a Super Bowl. And they didn't. And, and yeah. it's like, what, like... What more, like, if, if they can't win a Super Bowl with this, what more can you give them to win a Super Bowl? Exactly. Other than luck and more, you know. More, more Super Bowls to play in. Yeah, yeah. More times to just run it back. Yeah, I mean, that's um, really the only thing that you can that you can do. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, so we, so, you know, like we said, it really does feel like the Niners lost that game. And there, there are a, a list of moments that lost the Niners that game. So we're going to go ahead and rank them yep. uh, in, in terms of how much they contributed to the 49ers losing that game or just how how regrettable, how regrettable these moments were. Yeah. So on our list, we have the Christian McCaffrey fumble uh, early in the first quarter. First possession, the Niners were driving. They looked great. And then the best running back, one, one of the best running backs of all time this season, um, she had fumbles the ball in the first drive of the Super Bowl, whatever. Uh, we also have the Jake Moody missed PAT. We have the muffed punt. Um, we have the coin toss decision. Um, and we have the third and four play call. Uh, a little context. The 49ers had the ball at the Chiefs' 10-yard line about in overtime. Um, and it was third and four. And the 49ers decided to uh, pass the ball. And it ended up going incomplete um, because the Chiefs 
blitzed, and the 49ers' offensive line did not pick up their assignments. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to start ranking them, maybe I can give my number one, and then you can give your number one, and we can just see if they're the same. Let's do it. Um, my number one, Muff Punt. Uh, the reason why I have the Muff Punt as the number one is because it's very clear it was the chance for the, for the Niners to get the ball back, and instead it just basically handed seven points directly to the Chiefs because the Chiefs had gotten the ball after that muff punt on, I think it was like their own 10-yard line or something like that. And it was it was just a punch-in. You know, it was two plays and then touchdown. It was one. One play it and touchdown. Play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that that I felt like was the most direct, like, swing in points. You yeah. look at that play, and if that play doesn't happen, the Chiefs do not have seven points. Well, um, yeah. I yeah. think, honestly, coming into... Coming into this episode, I think I would have put that at number two. But now that I think about it, and now that I hear your point, I think I'm going to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the muff punt is going to uh, be in my number one spot as well. Um, just because the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the very first play of that drive, went and scored a touchdown. That was the only touchdown the Chiefs scored in regulation. Yeah. And if the Chiefs you know, don't get to start the ball off of a turnover at you know, in the red zone— they might not score a touchdown for the entirety of the game. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you talk about, you know, momentum. You know, if the 49ers can, you know, maybe not even score, but put together a good drive and then get a good punt, or on that possession, let's say they go down and score a field goal or even a touchdown, that could seal the game. Yeah. And, the mo- the, and so the difference in momentum from getting the ball and padding a lead versus turning the ball over and then giving the, giving the Chiefs a lifeline this game. You know, if the, if the Niners score in that possession— the Chiefs might be done. Yeah. I, and in, instead, you give them a lifeline back in this game, and the momentum completely swings. Totally. Um, and that was a point. That was a point in the game when the Niners' defense was playing so well. Yeah. Too. It, it was just. Like it seemed Chiefs, like the, the Chiefs, Chiefs. The Chiefs had nothing. Really couldn't get anything. Nothing before that. So if you don't like, like the momentum for the defense as well, which is they're playing excellent, and then they force a punt again for like the fourth time that they had done that in the game, and then all of a sudden basically just give the offense a touchdown that's just if i was a defensive player i would feel hopeless at that point i feel helpless because you did everything you could but then just this special teams play reverted everything that you just did and then gave the other team a touchdown so that's you know there's momentum involved in that yeah also yeah no i mean you know if 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 you were to think about what could have happened or what would have happened if that punt didn't get muffed and compare it to what obviously did happen in real life, and then how the rest of the game plays out from there, it's you know, it, it it's like two diverging lines. Yes. You know, um, like I it, it completely changed the course of the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I I think I think we can agree that that spot goes number one. My number two, um, is the third and four play call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was you know I'm pretty sure I've ex- I've explained this off the air to you, but you know if if you get the ball first in overtime. Against Patrick Mahomes, you got to go score a touchdown. And if yeah. you if if you drive the ball all the way down to the ten the Chiefs ten yard line, and then it's it's third and four. If you're telling me you have in all likelihood two opportunities to pick up four yards with the best running back in the NFL with the season on the line, I take that ten times out of ten. Because here's the thing: even if you you know first of all, if if you run the ball on third and four, there's a chance that you pick up the first down right then and there. Mm-hmm. Or even if you don't, you go, you pick Probably up... Probably get three yards, right? Yeah, you right? pick up two or three yards, and then you go for it again. And there is the possibility that you don't go anywhere, or you go backwards, but then you can just kick the field goal anyways. Yeah. 
But you can you can you can give yourself a fourth down by picking up just one or two yards, super easy. Or you can just you know even pick up the first down right then and there. Whereas if you pass the ball in that third and four, there's a thirty to thirty five percent chance that the ball doesn't get completed and you go nowhere, and then you have to kick a field goal. Yeah, and I think that you if you look at that fourth down call, I think you know that like if it's fourth and four, you're not going to go for right. it. But if it is fourth and two or fourth and one, you probably will go for right. it, right? So if you you by passing the ball, you give yourself the opportunity to have a fourth and four. You're pretty much not denying the opportunity for a fourth and four if you just simply run the ball. Right. So if, you would know that you guarantee yourself two opportunities of that play. Yeah, so. exactly. Like by you know by passing the ball, there is a you know a thirty to thirty five percent chance that you know you have to settle for a field goal. Yeah. Whereas if you run the ball, there's probably a ten or fifteen percent chance that you have to settle for a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I probably agree with that too. I think it's also because it came in overtime and and. We saw what happened right after right, yeah. it, you know, that we lost the game. And, and if we had scored a touchdown, then we would have had another possession, have a chance to win the game. So I would agree. You know, it's not as direct points. You know, there, were, there was a, a, a chance that they didn't score a touchdown and then we had an opportunity to win the game. But, um, you know, the way the game turned out, we lost the game. So right, should yeah. have done that. It, it's like, you know, a, a third and four in the second quarter on the Chiefs' yard line probably wouldn't end up on this list but because it was an overtime you know the the, the magnitude that carries you know yeah you know third and four thousand overtimes of course those are important exactly. no matter what yeah um so yeah we can agree that that's gonna go on second on the list lucas what do you have third on your list third on the list i have the missed pat i would agree yes well we're, we're in sync yeah um yeah i got the missed, missed pat uh i think there was a chance that the that the, the, the Chiefs had gone down and, and kicked a field goal to tie the game. Right. Because we were only up by three points, three points at the time. And if, if they were down by four, obviously they would have gone. This was late in the fourth quarter. Right. The, if they we were down by four, they would have gone for a touchdown with a chance to win the game at, at, the end of the, at the end of the fourth. And then that changes things. You know, and knowing Patrick Mahomes, they might get that. So exactly. because of that, I'm not putting it as high. It's not like, oh, we were down by three. If, if we were up by three, if we were up by four, we would have won the game because, no, that's not how it works. Right, yeah. They wouldn't have played the game the same way. Exactly. That's um, why I don't think it's as important. But, you know, obviously it's just way better if you're at the end of the fourth quarter and you have a lead, uh, you have a, a four-point lead rather right. than a three-point lead. So. Yeah, yeah, and your, your, your defense doesn't have to then cover the whole field. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't have I, – I agree – um, I don't have much to say without repeating you. You know, obviously it's, it's super easy to point your finger and say, "Oh, that's one point you left off the board, and it went we, the overtime." And we lost. Yeah. yeah. If you had, if if we had that point, we would have won regulation. Like, uh, you, like you can't really say that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you know, if if the Chiefs were down by four and they have to go all in for a touchdown, well, there's a chance that they just get the touchdown anyways. Yeah, so and honestly, the game is over, yeah. that that missed extra point might have it could have extended given, the game. Yeah, yeah, it might have given the 49ers. That might have bought overtime for the 49ers. Like, let, let's say the 49ers win that game in overtime. We could look back and be saying that missed PAT won us the game. It, we absolutely could have. Um, You're right. So there, there's there's a reality where that missed PAT wins the Niners the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so I don't, you know, it it could have, you know, let, let's say let's say they don't miss that PAT. The Niners defense very well could have kept the Chiefs out of the end zone and won the game in regulation. But... Yeah. The Chiefs also could have found the end zone and lost the game. So I, I feel like, you know, it, since it could have gone either way, I, I don't really feel hung up about that missed PAT. I agree. Same thing. What about you? What's your fourth? Uh, 
reason? Uh, the Christian McCaffrey fumble. Um, and this is more so me not having a problem with the coin toss decision. And I'm going to have the same opinion, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and, but it's like, you know, it's like that Christian McCaffrey fumble, like, it, it was early enough in the game to where, um, you know, there's still so much football left to, you know, overcome that. Um, but imagine, you know, it's like, with how, you know, the, the 49ers were firing on defense in the, in the whole first half. Mm-hmm. And imagine if that, if, if offensively they were able to match that. And imagine if they were able to, you know, because they, they were, they were marching. They were on that first drive. Um, and imagine if they were able to, you know, put it in the end zone on that first drive. You know, it's like the the tone that could establish for the game. Yeah, could be huge. I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's a fumble, and a fumble is huge. Always, you know, that's that's just how that works. Yep. But then again, it was the fourth. It was the first drive of the game, and there's so much time and things that happen. You know, past that point, it's not as important as I think the other things that happen. But again, you know, if we did score a touchdown on that drive, could have been a different game. Never know. And then, obviously, we both last have the coin toss decision. And there's been a lot of scrutiny over the coin toss decision online. I think we both agree on... With Shanahan. With Shanahan, that we probably would have made the same call. Yeah, I mean, it. it, you know, hindsight's always 20-20. And, like, even still, like, I do understand the argument of wanting the ball second because that it pretty much buys you an extra down. Right. You know, it's like you you now get fourth down for the whole drive if you want it. Um. And the Chiefs did end up taking advantage of that. But at the same time, let's say, you know, Shanahan said he wanted the Shanahan said he wanted the ball third. And I agree with that. Yeah. Because let's say the Niners score a touchdown on that first drive, which they could have done if they ran the ball on third and four. Um, then, then the Chiefs go score a touchdown and don't go for two. You know, there there is you know, the Chiefs are saying, Oh yeah, we would have gone for two. Mm-hmm. Knowing them, they probably would have got it anyways. Right. Um, but let's let's just say, you know, both teams score a touchdown uh, on that first on that first possession, um, and then the Niners get the ball back, and it's sudden death. So getting the ball third is immense. You want to have the ball third. You want to the exactly. best situation is have to the have third. the ball with the opportunity to, to end the game with a touchdown. Right, that's yep. what you want to have. Or I think would a field goal have ended the game? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, you know, it's yeah. all hypothetical. I think no. Point. I think I think it was just touchdown. Okay. Um, even still, yeah. Like if if you have the chance to end the ball with your offense, you know. And, and if, if you have a chance to outpossess the other team in overtime, yeah, you like you have you like like you that's huge. That. that you you, you want to take that. So while I do understand the argument to wanting the ball second, I don't think many people understand the argument to wanting the ball third. Right. And so that that's why I feel like you know, it's not like that coin toss decision was like, it's not like there was a right and wrong decision in that coin toss. You know, it's like you know, it, it's it's a subjective decision that the coach has to make. And I think, you know, I would, I would make the same choice that Shanahan made. I think I would too. And the reason why is because if I'm going into overtime against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I have to assume that every time he gets the ball, he's going to score a right. touchdown. We've seen how many playoff games of Patrick Mahomes that required his team to score a touchdown, yes. right? Every situation that that's happened, yeah. he's every gone time, down Every and time the Chiefs needed a touchdown, they scored a touchdown. Right. It, it, like, think about the 13 seconds, right? You know, Bills and all that. And, and how many times throughout his career has he... Has he just Chiefs need a touchdown right now? Patrick Mahomes is going to score it. There's a stat I don't know if you saw it where it's like there was a it's it, the situations where the team is down by seven or less um, in with like one minute left or two minutes left in the game or something being like a game winning drive. Uh, I don't know if you saw the stat, but it looked like Tom Brady was Tom Brady was something like 
five for 10 in his career with that. And then like Drew Brees was really good and he did like, uh, and he was like four for, for eight in his career or something like that. Four for seven in his career. And Patrick Mahomes is seven for seven. That's, absolutely perfect in his career. <laughs> that's crazy. So um, I mean, I'd probably fuck that setup somehow, but I know that seven for seven is correct. The, yeah. So, the same idea. Yeah. Um, that's, basically you don't bet on Patrick Mahomes not scoring a touchdown yeah, you don't in that bet situation. Him. Yeah. So, but that's that's why the third and fourth play call is so bad. Yes. Because you look back on that, you, you are know, going into you overtime. You know the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. You know they're going to score a touchdown. So, so you, you, have you have to go for you, a touchdown. You have to buy yourself fourth down when it's third and four, and yeah. you do that by running. And, and I, yeah, I feel like it's just once you make that play call on third and four and you do miss the play on third and four, then you get put in a situation where you're like, fuck. We like, have, like... If it's, if it's I, like, I don't, fourth and four. I, I, I don't agree with kicking, or I don't disagree with kicking the field goal on fourth and four. Like yeah. on that fourth and four, yeah, you kind of have to kick the field goal, right? But you know, it's like you don't, you don't want to. You know, it's like if it's third and four, you you want to do everything you can to not give yourself fourth and four, and you yeah. do that by running. That's true. Um, yep. So so yeah, that those are. I, I do agree with getting, you know a lot of people don't, but like I do agree with wanting to get the ball third. I agree as well. It's like you know, it's really easy to say that was the be- that was the wrong choice because hindsight's twenty twenty. But like in that moment, I don't think you can say there is a right and wrong choice. Yes. All right. So those are our top five. Yep. You heard it here. You heard it here. So you know, we, we talked about it earlier. Like, really, the only thing the Niners can do is run it back. And you know, it's like we it it, it we've been in this you know situation, you know, for the last five years now. You know, it's like we have everything we need to win a Super Bowl, and we just don't. But like, if we if we bring this this team back together, you know, it's like, there's, there's no reason to believe that we can't, can't win get a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we went to overtime in the Super Bowl just now. If you can go to overtime team. in the Super Bowl, you can win the Super Bowl. And um, Brock Purdy will have one more year under his belt next year. Yep. So, yeah. So, and, and the Niners have extended their window, um, you know, very, very well. Um, I, I think that's a big, uh, big testament to John Lynch um, and, and that Niners front office for, for, you know, they, they do an amazing job. Um, not only building that team but keeping it together. But every year that goes on without a Niners Super Bowl is a year less or is a year closer until that window slams shut. Um, and so, really, all you can do is pry that window open one year at a time. In order to keep the window as open next year as it was this year, they'll have to do one thing. But it is going to be a little difficult, and that is uh, sign Brandon IU to an extension. Resigning Brandon IU would be absolutely huge. Brandon IU could prove himself as the number one wide receiver. In San Francisco this year, he finished the season with 1,300 yards and uh, a bunch of touchdowns, and he was pro- he's probably one of the best route runners, I think, in, in the entire league. He's facing an extension, and he's probably going to want a lot of money. Um, he's also been pretty active in pressuring the Niners yeah. to either offer him a ton of money or maybe just go somewhere else. The two things that I noticed that he's done to put pressure on the Niners, number one, he unfollowed Brock Purdy on Instagram, That's which so is fucked. a sin, something I would never do in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's like, I never how is that ever. Brock Purdy's fault? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's just like, he's telling the team, like, I'm mad, you know, or whatever. He wants Fo- money. Football players have such awful communication skills. It's ridiculous. This is like, this is how they communicate. This is coming from a comm major. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we're no longer in, like, the emoji you know, like you can tweet like an eyeball emoji. No, it's, it's just about how, who you follow. Yeah. It's just you're following at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's one. The other thing is that after the Super Bowl and Brandon Ayuk had only caught three balls and uh, didn't really have a big game in the Super Bowl, his brother, Brandon Ayuk's brother, posted on his story saying something like, this is why we're leaving San Francisco. 
and Vegas, here we come. Basically indicating that they wanted to go to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. No, you don't. Um, you do not. Which doesn't make any Raiders. sense. Like, but uh, it, it was. It's like mad. If, if the Raiders can't feed Devontae Adams, they're not going to be able to feed Brandon Ayuk. No, like. absolutely not. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is not going to yeah. do much for Brandon Ayuk. Right. But in maybe, any case, maybe Justin Fields will. I really think it's just, it's just a pressure tactic. Yeah. They just want to put as much pressure on the on the team to give him as much money as possible. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have to do that by freeing up cap space. Yeah. Well, and you know, l- luckily, luckily we've, we've, seen this, we've seen this movie before. We saw it with Debo. I think it was two years ago. Debo, it seemed like Debo was gone. Yeah, um, I remember. And, yeah. and, and we kept him. And then uh, a year ago, you know, it's like Bosa held out through training camp. And then at the deadline, we got an extension done for him. And he's locked up long term now. Um, and yeah, so uh, the way things stand, the Niners currently uh, don't have cap space uh, to uh, re-sign Ayuk to the extension that he wants. He is he is under contract for one more year. He's entering his fifth-year option, but you know because it's the NFL and players are so injury-prone and contracts aren't guaranteed. You know this is you know it's when first-round picks enter their fifth-year option. It's, as soon as they become extension eligible, they want that extension done yeah. as soon as possible. And um, we'll threaten. To not play and yeah, and yeah, and like we've seen players hold out and not play um, that the the last year of their rookie contract when they don't get their extension. Um, so the Niners picked up his option, so he's he's in the last year of his rookie contract essentially. Um, but this is this is usually when NFL players ask to get paid. Um, anyways, as things stand now, they don't have cap space to really do anything, um, but they can save. And this is this is according to an ESPN article I read, and according to my you know. Assuming my understanding of it is correct, but the 49ers can, if, if they restructure Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk's contract, they can save $30 million. And 20 to 25 of that can go to Brandon Ayuk. And then the other 5 to 10 million of that can go to whatever they want. It can go to pursuing other free agents. It can go to maybe re signing uh, Jawan Jennings, which yes. I would really like to see. Um, but really, the only, the, you know, Ayuk is a free agent. In a year's time, but right now the the uh, big 49ers players that are free agents right now are Chase Young and Jawan Jennings. Yes, yeah. Um, personally, I don't need Chase Young I on agree. my team, and I think most Niners fans would agree with that. Yeah, Chase Young did not play very well for the Niners, and he didn't play very well for the Commanders either. So let's just let's be real about that. I mean, like he was he was good before he got hurt with the Commanders. I think Chase Young was good before he got drafted. You know, he was, he was good he was in good college. As a rookie. He was good as a rookie. I remember, I remember him having I a good rookie year. I don't remember anything about Chase Young being good. Like That yeah. might just be because he was stuck in Washington. That's probably, that's <laughs> probably why. But, I'm, I'm, you know, to me, Chase Young was the, he was, he was the worst out of the two Washington pieces. Um, it was Chase Young and then uh, the other guy who went to the Bears. What was yeah. his name? I can't remember. Was um, it Sweat? Yeah, Montez Sweat. Yeah, and Montez Sweat has played really well yeah. for the Bears, and he yeah. signed an extension there. Um, well, and they also kept, like, like coming into the season, the Washington had a great defensive line. They had Sweat, Chase Young, and then they had Jonathan Allen, too. Yeah. And I remember, like, Jonathan Allen, like, was supposed to get traded, and then he ended up getting stuck there. And he's like, why am I still here? Like, you just yeah. blew up the entire defensive line but kept me. Yeah. Like, yeah, which but, made well, no sense. Well, Chase Young, uh, to me, he just hadn't shown anything in the time that he was with the Niners. He did play all right in the Super Bowl. I yeah. think he actually had a, had a good game in the Super yeah. Bowl. But other than that... That he just he was pretty much nowhere, and the whole Niners defense was worse when he was on the team. Not saying that that was his fault. We did fire Steve yeah. Wilkes. Um, 
So maybe, you know, if we do want to sign him, hopefully whoever we sign as our defensive coordinator can get more out of him. But I feel like he's going to try to get a lot of money, and there is a team that's going to pay him a lot of money. Right. I don't know if I want to be a team that pays him all that money, especially given we have other people we'd like to sign. We have There's other free agents who I'm sure would want to come to the 49ers, you know? And yeah. And we have to worry about Brandon Ayuk, and we have to sign Juwan Jennings. So yeah. Juwan Jennings, obviously I want Juwan Jennings back. Yeah. And everyone wants Juwan Jennings back. Like, he's become a fan favorite in the playoffs. He had a bigger role. Yeah. It's really cool. He's always had a big role um, in the playoffs for the 49ers. And it seems like third down, that's what they— you know, Third down Jennings. Third and Juwan. Third and right? Juwan, that's, yep. That's what we want. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's he's valuable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, w- once again, I don't have much to say that you didn't already say. Um, if Chase Young, you know, wants to come back and take a pay cut and you know be our third highest paid defensive lineman, sure. Yeah. I don't ha- I don't have a problem keeping him if he wants to stay that bad. But the amount of money that he's gonna want and the amount of money that other teams are willing to pay, you know, it the he's not good value. Yeah, especially we don't we don't need him mm-hmm. a because we already have a fantastic defensive line and b the 49ers can just go to their you know go to their laboratory and you know grab another all pro defensive I mean, lineman or, out of the pack. or do what we did this year which is find a, a trade yeah, deadline find, find the next guy yeah. the next Ch- Chase Young for yeah. half a season that's true know? yeah um, so it's just like not not that like it, it's not that I don't think Chase Young isn't good enough for our defense but I don't think he's you know I don't think he's a great signing. A great value signing, especially if we're already you know low on cap space and we already have a great defensive line. I'd rather I'd rather that money go to Jawan Jennings, who's probably going to be much cheaper than Chase Young. There there is going to be a team that can can and will give Chase Young the money that he wants. I don't think the 49ers are that team, and I think Chase Young is going to want that money. Um, yep, of course, as he should. Yeah, one thing I I know, I know it's not on our outline, but I actually um, I'm glad you brought up Steve Wilkes because I. Was very upset with the with the Steve Wilkes firing because really um, and, I, and like I, I know that's the unpopular opinion but here's why yeah. I like Steve Wilkes okay he fixed our secondary okay like we had great defenses with um, uh, Robert Sala and uh, De, uh, Demeco Ryan's mm-hmm. Demeco or Demeco 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 Ryan's um, and but like our secondary was bad yeah this that's time, true. like our secondary was good this year and like like I think our defense was just a lot more well rounded this year. Um, and yeah. I, I credit Wilkes for that. I think Wilkes did, you know, for uh, you know for a long time. I've been I've been wanting the Niners to fix their secondary, and Steve Wilkes finally did it. So that's why I like Steve Wilkes. Um, however, I know that a, a lot of people had issues with him. I don't really understand why. I mean, can, can you can you expand on that? I mean, the, the issue is very clear, right? We have probably the most talented defense in the league, maybe the second most talented defense in the league in terms of the people that you have on the team, and we were about 10th in defensive rating. There you go. Like, we were number one in defensive rating last year. We were close to number one in defensive rating the year before that. And then all of a sudden, we get a new defensive coordinator and go down to 10th. With the same roster, actually a better roster now. You know, and the only thing that you can point to that's different is Talano Hufunga was out. Sure, yeah. We, we had really good rookies that came in. Mm-hmm. And it, there's some, it's just something happened with the defensive line. And you can't say the defensive line is not good enough. Like, it's easy to point to a defensive line and say talent, right? That's what most defensive coordinators can do. But clearly, Steve Wilkes has a problem with that. Um, because, yes, you're right. He did fix the secondary. The secondary was a lot better. It was a lot better than it had been. We did have really good players in our secondary yeah. this year. Traverius Ward was was great this year. The rookie guy, I can't remember his name, but... Lenore or Jair Brown? Jair Brown. Jair Brown had an 
excellent season. Well, um, yeah, and he he stepped up in Hufanga's absence. Yeah, and Lenore was all right. Um, he had a was fine, a tough, a tough time at, at times. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean. Sure, parts of our our defense improved, but the overall defense declined. And we had two defensive coordinators before that both excelled. You know that were both took this roster and made them the number one defense in football. And then you have another defense coordinator who's old and fat, <laughs> and he makes them a really mid defense. So that's it. All right, well, that's all I have to say. There you have. I, I don't know the X's and O's as to why. Yeah. Why exactly? Maybe it's because he was spending too much time focusing on the secondary. Yeah. I know we were bringing four, like we were rushing four basically every time we had no five-man rushes, and it's because we had such a talented team. But maybe not. Maybe that's not the right idea. Maybe you have such a talented uh, defensive line. Let's fucking blitz with five, and, right, and yeah. they've got nothing. You know, but, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my friends who listens to a lot of like 49ers insiders content, like Matt Mayoko and Grant Cohn, um, he told me that um, Shanahan and Steve Wilkes had a little bit of a falling out. Like, I think personality-wise, they didn't get along great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no way of confirming whether that's true or not. And regardless of how true it is, how much of a factor it played. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, Steve Wilkes is not our defensive coordinator. Um, who Who is... Did we, did we already... Uh, we, I don't think we have signed a defensive coordinator yet, but I, th- I saw some rumblings of uh, the Chargers' old head coach. Fuck no. That's what I saw. What, Fuck what's no, his name? Dude. Brandon Staley. Staley, yeah. God. I no. saw Brandon Staley as a potential yeah. um, suitor. I've heard. Position. I've heard Belichick's name. I would lo- no. Belichick would be the, the ideal, but it's like, is Bill Belichick going to take a defensive coordinator position? You know. Well, like, I mean, all the head coach positions are full. I know, but I don't think Belichick. Belichick's the type of guy to take a year off. Yeah. Take a yeah. year off. Go do media, which. Bill Belichick will fucking kill himself if he has to do media. Right, I was about to say he'll but, he'll fish for a year before he does media. Fight. Yeah, he probably will. He probably will. Um, um, and then and then come or coach lacrosse. You know, go coach lacrosse for a yeah. year and then come back as a head coach next year. Yeah. Probably for I don't know the Bears will probably have a different head coach next year. Yeah, a couple sure. other teams that Why are gonna be yeah. really shitty. Um, yeah, I honestly like. I don't know. Like I was like hiring Bill Belichick will be really cool. But, like, I think that's way better on paper than, like... Yeah. Like, Bill Belichick like, comes into the office, and then how does Kyle Shanahan feel about that? Exactly. Right? It's no, another it's like, big dog. I, I really don't see that working out as well as, like, oh, my God, like, it's Bill Belichick. Like, I, I feel like at this point, like, at least in the defensive coordinator role, Bill Belichick's, like, it, it's just a name. I don't um, know. I, not, I, 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 feel yeah. like, I feel like there are better candidates out there than Bill Belichick. Okay. And more realistic. Fair. Um, but if, if, if we do if, get if, Bill if, Belichick... If you ask me, like, who... I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me. But if we do get Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick, though, I will be hyped. Yeah, I think like I think that would be like a B or a B plus hire. Like I think it would be a good hire, but I think that there are better hires out there. You know, I, I'm I'm sure whoever the Niners hire, you know, I'm sure they're going to take their time and make sure they hire the right guy, and he'll do fine. Um, but yeah, I think we can just about uh, close the book on the Niners um, for now. Hopefully, hopefully we get some good news. God, Steph Curry just missed a technical free throw. Hopefully the 49ers, um, you know, we, we have some good news to deliver rather than bad news before the season starts. And, you know, we're probably not going to talk about them super in-depth until August or September again. That's, so, that's fine with me. That's fine. We, uh, we're, we're certainly going to have to take our time in the morning and take our time in recovery. However, the Warriors, on the other hand. We're so back. We're back. We up. 
the, the Warriors have won 10 of their last 12. They're, That's right. They're actually currently playing the Nuggets as we speak. It is 99 to 92 with 7:22 left in the fourth quarter. So losing, but losing, yes, losing. Yeah, to the Nuggets. with a shot, with a but shot yeah, to win yeah. the game. Let's hope that we can. We'll, we'll do commentary on the game uh, a little bit as as we go along. Yeah. You're talking about the Warriors, but the Warriors are back. Um, there, you know, the last episode we basically were talking about how it's over. Yeah, you know, and and now we are so back. Um, Draymond misses a layup yeah. there, but it's over. It's over. It's We're over. It's, it's <laughs> over. Blow the team KCP up. just splashes God. a three right in our I, face. Like, dude, the, like ten point lead the for the Nuggets. Denver don't Nuggets. miss three pointers on that. Like, dude, they're like, like they're KCP. a team full of JV or uh, Jay Crowders because they don't miss three pointers on national TV. I can't tell you the last time I've seen the Nuggets miss a three pointer on an ESPN or TNT game. Yeah, they they it's tend to not bullshit. miss those. They're a very good team. Um, but yeah, the Warriors have put it together and. Biggest changes, we were talking about this earlier, what happened to the Warriors to make them such a good team. Number one, Draymond Green came back from suspension. And there, you know, I think the NBA community was at an all-time low with Draymond Green after the <laughs> suspension, right? Um, they were kind of just totally done with him and, and saying how not only was he a bad influence on the team, but he really wasn't worth having. You know, I, I heard people saying, trade Draymond Green. You know, I, Bill Simmons even was suggesting how the Warriors will like trade Draymond Green to finally get out of their rut. And no, obviously that's not the answer. The Warriors will not be good without Draymond Green. The Warriors defensive the Warriors defense runs through Draymond Green. You look at our, this season, before Draymond Green came back, the Warriors were bottom 20 or bottom, they were in the bottom 10 in the league in, in defensive efficiency. Since Draymond Green has come back, they are number 4 in defense. Um, so there's a very clear impact what Draymond Green has brought to the team and we're 10 and two. So it's that simple. I also felt like the game where Steph Curry dropped 60 points and we lost. I don't know if you remember that game, mm-hmm. but that happened after that game. It was just, we were just locked in. Yeah. Um, and it's been like that ever since. I feel like there's been a change in mentality and the second unit has changed. Also Dario Saric is basically getting zero minutes now. We switched to Trace Jackson Davis. Speaking on well, and Looney Looney is now a part of that second unit. He doesn't start because Draymond starts at the five. Yeah, and, and Looney's sort of taken his spot. And that's also because of Jonathan Kaminga, right? Jonathan Kaminga has forced his way into the starting lineup with his stellar play, and then sometimes you have Brandon Pajemski. So you know, if you have to have Kaminga and Wiggins in the lineup together, which has actually been succeeding recently, before yeah. you know, they had not been succeeding. You know what happens to Looney, and and Looney's obviously not as valuable on the court as Jonathan Kaminga is right now. So Ugh. you switch Draymond to the five, and it works great because Draymond's the best defensive player in the league, in my opinion. It's not true, but he's a top five defensive player in the league, um, and then it just works. So the the second unit is looking good without Chris Paul. Um, it's a different look now. It's Pajemski who's really leading the way in the second unit, and also the second unit. Pajemski starts, dude. Pajemski's not always starting. He's usually usually coming off the bench. Okay. There was only one game. I mean, he's started like probably five games, but um, there was one game where Clay Thompson came off the bench. Clay Thompson has also been playing with the bench unit and playing excellent. So yes. all those things, really, it's just like a, a amalgamation of really a good. A lot of the things. things that were going wrong are now mostly going They're right. They're now going right um, for the Warriors. Yeah. And, and the Warriors sit now two games above 500 and ninth. In Tenth. the West. It just says ninth on, on the TV next to the Warriors. Really? It does, yes. Um, well, maybe the Lakers dropped a game. Yeah, that's probably what it is. So 
That's tough. Two games yeah. above 500, and you're sitting in ninth yeah. in the West. That's that's a tough look. So, it is. Although the Warriors have been playing I, I great. Feel, I feel like you know it's like there is enough time left in the season where it's like you are in contr- uh, enough control of your own destiny to where you can't complain about how good everyone else is. Yeah, that's um, true. There's still there's still enough time. But if you look at the East, right, which is it's right, hard yeah. to not compare it to what's happening in the East, right? The I, I saw the stat recently, but the difference between the one and the two seed in the East yeah. is the same as the difference. It's actually bigger than the difference between the one and the eight seed yeah. in the West. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because I saw every that. team I saw in the West too, is just really good. Yeah. Um, going back, going back to Draymond. I think Draymond, Draymond, like had like a, like a, a very good and healthy reflection and soul search and sort of like this like I feel like I feel like he had a turning point sure um like I feel like this one like like the the because Draymond Draymond got suspended for what he did to Nurkic was that what that's it, right um yeah. you know like that was like kind of you know I, I I feel a little hesitant in using this phrase but I, you know for lack of a better phrase the straw that broke the camel's back for Draymond like that that was where Draymond got to his breaking point with his own antics mm-hmm. um, and came back from that, you know, a changed. Like, like this is, you know, it's like in, in the past, you know, it's like, you know, he does what he does. He gets a suspension. He comes back. He hasn't really changed. You know, he doesn't really feel, right. rem- you know, not that he doesn't feel remorse, but like, you know, he it, it, it doesn't sort of stimulate that permanent change that everyone else kind of want to see out of him. I feel like he's come back from this one. With a with a new and different approach, and that's that's it, yeah. He, he looks refreshed. Yeah, mentally. I think I think you're right about that. He definitely looks, and he hasn't gotten a single tactical foul or flagrant since he's been back, and that's he looks a conscious rehabilita- He looks rehabilitated. Yeah, that, so that, that, that I think is a good. And he's playing excellent basketball at the same time. So yeah. that's that's really really good. Yep. Um, you know, the ceiling is still not as high as we'd like it to be, just because the the only realistic goal for the Warriors right now, I think just based on the standings in the West, is avoiding the play-in tournament, yeah. right? You want to get into the playoffs without having to do with, deal with the play-in tournament. I think that's like the best realistic case scenario. That's the number one goal. The secondary goal is to get into that play-in tournament as the 7 or 8 seed. Yeah, right? you don't, so you want don't to have be, to win two. Yeah. Do not want to be the 9 or 10. Nine, the difference between the 8 and 9 seed is still It's fast, a big difference. You have to win fast. two games versus one. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's that's where you want to be. Um, ideally, the Warriors can come out as the sixth seed or higher, but that's going to bank on a couple teams losing, and yeah. also the Warriors are going to have to just keep the pedal on the metal. Yeah, and I mean, the, uh, the, hopefully the margin, beat the Nuggets tonight. At this nice. point, yeah, at, the, at this point in the season, you know, just the the margin for error is slim, um, and and you know the, the Warriors are playing better basketball, but you still see a lot of these boneheaded turnovers and missing open shots, um, and you know the, the Warriors. Even though they've looked so much better, they still they still have work to do. They still have you know some improvements to make um, in order to get to where they want to be. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably all I have to say about the Warriors yep. right now. Um, the other San Francisco news is uh, the San Francisco Giants went ahead and signed Jorge Soler, twenty twenty three great NBA All or not NBA MLB All Star <laughs> and, um, and a great member of my fantasy team. He was a he was a waiver pickup, and he was money for me. Yeah, he had a great season last year, kind of out of nowhere. And hey, man, I mean, he's a World Series MVP. He is. Yeah, I mean, no, he's good. I'm not saying he, he's out of nowhere. He's been in the league for a long time. He's always been a solid player. Yeah. But had an, had an All Star level season yeah. last year. I think he hit 33 home runs or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Um, I think it was 32, but which is yeah. Who's sorry, trying? I guess. Um, but uh, he's a really good addition to the team. 
he kind of replaces that Jock Peterson role because he did lose yeah. Jock Peterson to the Diamondbacks, and he's better than Jock Peterson. So, yeah. you know, it's like we, it's we lo- lose Jock Peterson, but we get a better player in his in his absence. He'll probably be playing mostly DH for us, but then a little bit fun. of outfield, and that's great. And if he plays as good as he did last year, he'll be the best offensive player on the Giants. Yeah. Um, and we or can really do that. I mean, hopefully Jung-Hoo Lee is the guy. But this is slowly turning into a pretty good offseason yeah. for, for the Giants. And, yeah, you know, all things considered. Yes, yeah. there are still some free agents available, yeah. namely Matt Chapman, who I think has been linked to talks with the Giants and yeah. obviously spent some time with Oakland and familiar Bob with the Melvin. Bay Area with Bob Melvin. And uh, the Giants have a lot of money, and we could we would love to put him at third base over Casey Schmidt. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of Casey, Casey Schmidt, so I think there's a a spot for you, Matt. Yep. Come join us. And um, and then Blake Snell. Yeah, I, I saw a KNBR thing that said the Giants, you know, I mean, they're kind of running out of time. You know, it's like, it, it, it is a little difficult to understand because, you know, like Blake Snell, Blake Snell has been a free agent. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, free agency's, you know, been three or four months old. It's like, why, you know, it's like, if they wanted Blake Snell this whole time, why haven't they gone out and got him? But I've heard them talk about they, they might go after Blake Snell. Um, and he wants, he's coming off a of Cy Young. Yeah, I like Blake Snell, and I think that, you know, again, I've talked about this many times on this podcast about how the Giants just need to spend my fucking money. They have yeah. the money, right? Yeah. It's not about, you know, yeah, uh, money, we're, we don't have enough cap space. We have the space. Money can't it's really do anything for you other than be spent. Yeah, so I'm happy. <laughs> it's really to, one of the only things money's good for. Is I, yes. Let's, be, you know, getting spent. Let's pick up Blake Snell, but Blake Snell is a good year, bad year guy. You know, I, yeah. I've seen Blake Snell have shitty seasons where he averages, he has like a 4.5 to 5 ERA, and then there's been Cy Young level seasons. So I'm happy to bet on it because I don't yeah. care about the money of the Johnson family. Um, I care <laughs> about the wins of the of the San Francisco Giants. Right. And I'm sure he'll be better than our fifth rotation starter. Exactly. Otherwise. It's, he's, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if the Giants can pick up either of those two players, you come away with... You come away with Robbie Ray from this offseason. You come away with uh, Jor- Jordan Hicks. You have quietly a very good pickup. Jung Hu Lee, obviously, and then um, and then you have uh, Jorge Soler now, and that's you know some some really important yeah. pieces. Some young guys, obviously, that we had last year that will be continue to get better. Kyle Harrison being one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis Matos, Casey Schmidt, who I'm not a huge fan of, but Patrick Bailey, yeah. and uh, you know the list goes on. There's a ton of young guys who will hopefully continue to improve and. If we pick up one of those guys, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say the Giants are going to win the West. We're not going to win the West. We know who's going to win the West. But we could be a wild card team for that for yep. the playoffs. And then, and once you're, you know, all you have to do in baseball is make the playoffs. And then that's right. Look at look at the Arizona Diamondbacks last anyone's year. Game. Yep. So, yep, that's right. All right, we have a concert to get going to uh, in short time. So that'll be all for episode 27. Uh, looking forward to episode 28 already. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you then.